Looking for the perfect coffee uh, before training? Head over to Stewart's Coffee. It's a family-owned business, and they sell a performance blend of coffee that is just incredible to have uh, as my cup of coffee before training. All right. Welcome back to another Footy and Coffee Conversations. I've been gone for a little bit, but we're back now that our season is over, and we are going to jump into it. So just to start, if you want to introduce yourself, what position you play on the field and the uh, last club you have played for. What's up guys, I'm Alex Dijon. Um, I'm a center back, played for Orlando City recently for the last two years and uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, now are you a big coffee drinker? I am actually, I, I, to, be fun, to be honest, I didn't drink too much coffee until I, until I went to Finland and Sweden and Norway and they, they're the ones that really, they're big coffee drinkers over there. So that's where I started drinking coffee. It's crazy over there. Like they just don't, I don't know your experience. My experience is like, they don't respect the time of coffee rules. Like it's, <laughs> it's 1030 at night and they're like, Hey, you want this super strong, yeah. dark coffee? Like, Yeah, they do that a lot. It's crazy. Honestly, I, I, I wonder how they do it sometimes, but it's a nice social, you know, it's, it's a social, social aspect for them. And it's, it's nice to be a part of it and have conversation and just hang out. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I got hooked on coffee over there and now the kids at games, like yell at me yeah. in Swedish and go, oh, you have coffee in your cup? <laughs> it's so funny because they see me drink it so much. Yeah. Um, but also, on a side note with it, you are the first guest that I'm drinking iced coffee with. So oh, okay. Making, I feel special. Making headway with it. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So, obviously, you gave a little bit of a preview of a place you've been, but let's mm -hmm. start back with your youth career. What did uh, soccer look like for you in the beginning? Yeah, I feel, you know, I, I probably started playing with since I was three and could actually like, you know, walk around and do stuff. Um, my parents always told me I always had a ball and I was always playing with the ball. But like after that, I, I just felt like it was something that I had so many good friends with and um, it just kept me into the game. And I mean, obviously I loved it, but that was just another aspect because I played other sports growing up. I played basketball, I played baseball, I played football and and uh it came to a decision when what I was I going to do because I had to kind of focus on one, especially as I got a little bit older. And I just, like I said, I had such great friends with soccer and I just love to play it. So, um, you know, that was the path for me. So it was mainly just the friendship part, not you were so much better in one sport than the other. Um, I think I, to be honest, I think I was a good all around athlete. I was decent at everything I played. Um, yeah. I think maybe I was the best at soccer, uh, but um yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I loved it and I had good friends and it was just like, I've always wanted to be a professional athlete. You know, that was my goal. Obviously, since I was a kid, I'm sure it's many. Um, so for me, it was whatever I was best at, which was soccer. And, and that's what I pursued. Now, when you were starting to play, um, obviously, sure, you're a great player, but you weren't playing necessarily the, the highest club soccer, things like that. Um, you were playing traveling soccer and, and mm -hmm. all of that. So uh, did you have... Were your parents like big into to sports if they knew that your goal is professional soccer? Were they just like, oh, my kid's good, but we don't really know how good. So he's just playing with his friends and having fun type of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew up obviously playing playing travel. And as I got older, it got more serious and I've got, got the better clubs. But I'm pr probably from where I got scouted for college was at just like a as not at a big club in New Jersey. We were really good because we had good players, but it was just a small like township club. And um, 
my parents obviously were like, they sacrificed so much, obviously traveling to tournaments. We went down to, you know, we go down to Virginia beach. We go, we go to Pennsylvania the next week, Maryland. So they sacrificed a lot doing that. And, you know, they were just, I loved it and I was happy. So they just did whatever, you know, I was, I could do to be happy. Yeah. I feel like that's uh, one thing that's sometimes common is if your parents aren't from like an athletic, super athletic playing in college or something, people tell them like, Oh, my kid's good. You have no yeah. idea, and you never think like, "Oh yeah, my kid's gonna be a pro athlete." You know? Yeah, no, for so. sure. Yeah, it's like you kind of every parent puts their child on a little bit of a pedestal, you know. And uh, obviously, everybody's parents, I'm sure, just think their kid's good. It's like, when does it get to a point where it's like, okay, maybe you need to pursue something else, or kind of let's just keep going and see how far you can go with it. Exactly. So then, I know you uh, you were killing it in the high school game. I believe three yeah. years all district, all state. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on. New Jersey, ODP, you guys did yeah. well there. Um, at that point, obviously, you switched clubs to a more serious competitive club. Um, you're thinking for sure 100% college soccer. What is the process for you of finding the right school? Um, yeah, so like you said, I was a four, I was a four-year varsity athlete, and I feel like it's such it's it's weird to say now because kids aren't experiencing that that college, that high school soccer like we did. And you know, I loved playing high school soccer because it's literally going out, playing in front of your friends at school who can come out and watch you play. You know, you always say that, oh, you're good, but like they never seen you play. You know, so that was awesome. Um, from there, I went to I played like I said for um, something called the Howell Strikers, which was like a, a a township team that wasn't really a big big club. And from there, I moved on to PDA. Of a player development academy which is probably the biggest club in new jersey um or back then at least it was and yeah from there from there i just you know what was the best fit for me was somewhere where i wanted to play every i want to play every year i want to grow i want to get better and i got recruited by a bunch of different schools you know and probably only went on official visits to a couple of them and right when i went to old dominion I, it was it was for me, it was, I just felt so at home and such, I don't know, there's something about the school. They just built a brand new facility at the soccer field and it just felt like, it felt like home. So right away, that for me, that was like amazing. And that was like my decision. I went to, I think I went to um, Villanova, a couple other ones. I can't remember all of them, but for me, ODU was, was the best bit for me. Okay, so you knew the second you went there, this is, this is the one. Yeah, for sure. It was just like, it was, it was a little bit warmer down in Virginia. It was close to the beach. I'm from Jersey, so we're close to the beach. And it just felt like somewhere where it was so like a brotherhood. I remember talking to uh, this guy, Evan Newton. He still plays. He's actually just got loaned to New York City FC. Um, he, 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 I think was playing for Indy last year, but he was sitting down and we talked when, when, right when he got there and he was like a national team goalkeeper back then. And it just felt like it was just such a brotherhood. And that's what I kind of wanted to be a part of. 100%. Yeah, that's huge. So then um, you're, you're balling in high school, you make the commitment, you go to college. Um, obviously, there's a step up, there's a learning curve in college. Were you a mm-hmm. starter right away that freshman year? I'll, I'll honestly never forget this. Um, so right when I got in my freshman year, we had our first preseason game um, against Virginia. And they, the previous year, they just won the, um, the NCAA tournament. So I was starting, actually started, I was starting right back. And my first 10, 15 minutes were an absolute nightmare. I was, it's, it's, like you said, it's a learning curve. You know, I was good like in preseason. And then right when I got to the game, I was had an absolute nightmare. Coach took me out after like 20 minutes. I was like, oh no. 
Um, but throughout my freshman year, I, I played right back a little bit. And then halfway through the year, I started and was a starter at right back for the rest of that year. And then the, the next three years, yeah, I just played center back and started every game. And in that moment, I'm sure you're kind of thinking, oh, gosh, like I butchered the one chance I had. Or as, as the coach, you're like, it's a freshman. You got to get used to the speed, yeah. physicality, everything of college soccer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was – those. you're playing against a lot bigger guys. You know, everybody's big, strong, and fast in, in college soccer. And I remember I had a joke with my friends. I'm like, oh, I'm transferring. I always say, like, I'm transferring. I'm transferring. Um, but obviously everything worked out. And, you know, it just pushes you to, to work a little bit harder, you know, and, and, and that's good. Yeah, 100%. So then when in college soccer, did it go from, okay, I want to be a professional soccer player to, okay, this is looking like a reality that could happen? Yeah, um, I would say, hmm, I'm trying to think, like every year, obviously, I wish I took training a little bit more seriously in college. I remember going to training and like, oh, whatever. But um, I would say like my junior year is something when I was like, okay, I could, I can definitely pursue this. I feel like not that I was overlooked in, in, in college, but I feel like sometimes I didn't get the recognition that I deserved. And, you know, it just motivated me even more uh, to, to go on and, and train harder and get better and just pursue that professional career. So I would say yeah, around my junior year and definitely going into my senior year, it was definitely um, something that I thought that I could definitely do. And then senior year, you finish your season. Um, at that point, do you sign with an agent? Um, yeah, I think it was more – I don't think um, – I can't remember exactly how it went. I know some were reaching out to me. I know, I'm asking you questions from a little while ago, you know. No, I know, right? Oh, it's like eight years ago for me. I was like, I wish I was back then. Um, <laughs> I think my dad was in communication with agents during the time because you can't communicate with them when you're in college. And then coming out, um, we ended our senior year and I know I was trying to, you know, I want to do whatever I could to, to get, uh, to go to the next level. Um, so our assistant coach, Trevor Adair, had some good connections um, in New England. So he got me up to go to New England to train me and three other guys with uh, with New England in like their little preseason camp. It was like 60 guys that they, they brought in, which was like the best, for me, the best situation that I could be in at that time. I wasn't going to the combine and um, I knew I was good enough, but I wasn't going to the combine. And actually when I went up to New England, I actually played really, really, really well. So there was some really good interest from them. And then I went down to Florida to do that, um, have like a USL combine thing there, down there. Yeah, 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 I know what you're uh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I just like, oh, okay, let me go down there just to try it. I went down there, was there for a couple of days, and then actually went to my, Trevor, uh, there, our assistant from ODU, actually got me to go down to Orlando City and train with them when they were in USL for, for a week. So I did that. And um, I don't think I had an agent at that time. But, yeah, so then, so that's where, that's where it happened. And then I went back up to, to ODU and was hanging out there and trying to figure out what was going to be the next moves. Yeah, then talk me through the, the draft. Yeah, so I remember, I actually remember walking off um, that it was after I was training with Orlando City, um, their head coach, who's now the head coach of Minnesota, um, what's his name? Adrian, he, he was the head coach down in uh, Orlando at the time. And I remember he said, 
um, he's like, oh, there's, I heard there's some interest from Orlando because I was talking about him with maybe signing with them if nothing happened. He said, oh, I heard there's some interest from New England. So I was like, oh, like, that's good to hear. I remember flying up back up or yeah, flying back up to ODU. I was at ODU and then the draft was like a couple of days later and yeah, New England picked me up and I don't know, I don't remember what round, but um, you know, that, was, that was probably the best feeling as I had as an athlete through to that time. And I just remember like feeling like, you know, your dreams come true, but it's like, essentially it's literally just getting started. You know, it's like, yeah. you can't be satisfied in that moment. That's the moment that you're like, okay, let's go. You know? Yeah. I feel yeah. like the draft is such a, such a strange thing, especially if you're like, not, okay, maybe the top 10 or something. Sure. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to sign, but then after that, it's like, great that you got signed. Great that you got recognized. But yeah. in reality, like basically just gets you a, a foot into, you know, preseason. Pre yeah. No, no contract is sitting at no. the end of that. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. That's the, I think that's like the hardest part is like, you're so happy, but you're like, okay, now I have to go fight for a contract. And, and obviously, so I went up to new England. Uh, we actually flew out to Arizona for the preseason camp and they, um, I was there for probably two weeks, played really well again. Um, then we flew back to new England and they they had they drafted Andrew Farrell that year, so they 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 were pretty like keen on him. Obviously, they were they were the number one pick, and uh, they had other center backs at the time. So I remember walking into I forget uh, Jay Heaps' office because he was the head coach at the time, and he just said to me, you know, Alex, we've been really impressed with you, but it's gonna be very it's a very tough roster to make. We have four center backs right now, so you know we're gonna have to let you go. And I remember I was like so devastated at that time because I for sure thought that I definitely played well enough to earn a contract. But in retrospect, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. So obviously disappointing, obviously frustrating. Um, yeah. You know, it's that uncertainty when you don't know what's next. Looking back on it, you can say, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. in retrospect, the best thing. But in that moment, probably just yeah. feels terrible. Yeah, um, devastating. At that point, do you consider any USL or anything? Or how did you end up making the switch over to Europe? Um, so that, I think at that point I was talking to, to an agent and he has sent other people over to Europe and that's something that I've always wanted to do, but, um, obviously probably pretty difficult, but it's always something I want to do. And I just figured that I have more of a chance of moving up in Europe and always coming back here than I did playing at USL and trying to get back into an MLS roster spot, because I know plenty of guys, especially guys who I got drafted with, who signed with, um, New England, then got loaned out to USL and then the next year we're no longer playing you know, and stuff like that. So for me, that was my, the best opportunity for me, I thought, and that's something that I always wanted to do. So I said, you know, let's do it. Yeah. So then agent says, Finland. Now, oh. what is your first reaction when you uh, found out Finland? Because when I heard Finland for me, the first thing I did was Google top 10 facts about Finland because I knew <laughs> nothing about the country. But yeah, my first reaction was, what is Finland? Where is Finland? And I remember looking at pictures and I just saw, oh my God, it's going to be freezing there. And, and that was the time when I decided that I wasn't going to go back to school because I had one more semester or half a semester left or no, one more semester. And I just decided that I'm going to pursue my dream and just, and just pick up and go. And I remember landing in Finland and the snow was probably four feet. <laughs> it felt like four feet. It was so cold, so much snow. And it was mid-March. It was like the craziest thing I've ever experienced. It gets dark super early. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. You know, that, that was definitely taking some adjusting. I remember the, so I signed with the team. Um, EIF was in, is, 
I forget, I can't even pronounce the name, but it was, uh, EIF was their initials and it was in some um, little town called Ekinas and it was down, down, at the, down south. And um, there was second division, which is like the third, really the third tier, but second division. And I remember getting there and after coming from New England, which was such like a, you know, MLS is, has these nice facilities, everything's top notch, getting to this little third division club in, in, Sweet, um, in Finland. And I was like, oh my God, it was just so completely different than anything I've experienced. And I literally remember calling my agent and was like, I don't think I could be here. And he was like, give it another week, give it another week, you know? I was like, okay, I'll do it enough. And, and it was probably one of the best years of my life. It was just something so different than anything I've ever done that it like, I matured so quickly in football and in, in life. And it was just probably one of the best experiences that I've had. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's the, the shock that most uh, when you go from college even to playing over in Europe is you're more the facilities all of that is more professional in college mm -hmm. than what you get in Europe in those situations sure. because they just don't have the same money and finances mm -hmm. to have real nice locker rooms so you're on like yeah. you know buses going into a locker room with just little like things to hold your coat on and that's it yeah that's, I know you know, you know like Hey, wash your own jersey or whatever. Sometimes it's all. It, it it was definitely a grind. It was definitely a grind. And I and even yeah, like you say, come from college. There's some colleges who have bet who have better facilities than some of the top clubs in in those Sweden Norway countries. You know, like you said, they just don't have the money. But they they're they don't really prioritize that kind of stuff. You know, so for them, it's like a normal thing. Kind of for me, I was yeah. just like, oh my god, so different. <laughs> Um, you find out you have one pair of socks for the whole year. To yeah, right. Last. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, during that season, though, you were starting to train um, with a top league team. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, okay. during that during that year, um, we had a connection with um, TPS, right? No, not TPS. I was oh, with, TPS. Um, TPS is where I signed that next year, but. Um, Medi yeah, Medi on that oh, little okay. island yeah, yeah. so I, I i took the boat back and forth there a couple maybe three or four times and trained with them um we obviously you, you did the boat yeah we did the boat the boat was great uh, did you ever go at night yeah you well you go the, during at night and you sleep at night the, the boats the, are crazy the vegas of finland <laughs> Dude, the literally the vegas of finland they, they love it there everybody's gambling they have like those live shows it's cool it's really cool um but yes yeah, so i went there and trained with them and we had a really good year in ei at eif we wound up you know playing into that promotion game we wound up i think we drew two two away and then we picked up a red card probably the first 10 minutes of a game at home we wound up losing one nil so we didn't we didn't advance but personally i had a really good year and then um the coach the assistant coach from ef Mariham went to tps to be the assistant coach there and he that's where he brought me because he remembered me so he brought me over to tps which was which was pretty cool because that club has a lot of history um a different part of finland but it was definitely a nice step up yeah now you get to top league in in finland um it's not the the mls travel uh no, you're on buses not. for most yeah. of it, that sort of thing uh, how is that because that's a i mean it's Obviously, it's a step up in the professionalism and the niceness of stadiums, facilities, mm -hmm. all of that. But it's also still not the same level as the U.S. Yeah. with those type of things. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest, even when I was my first year in Finland, the biggest thing for me to adapt to was the technical ability. So, like, 
I was always strong. I was always fast. I was always, I was always good in the air, all that kind of stuff. I was athletic. And even at this second division Finland club, I had to practice my technique had to become better. So moving into that, um, it was something I had to adapt to. And then even more the next year um, in TPS. But like you said, the traveling, yeah, is not ideal. You're, you're, you're traveling eight hours on a bus. I remember 12 hours on a train up to, to um, ropes up, up north. Um, the travel is obviously not ideal, but it's, it's something that um, you don't want to make excuses for. You know, you're trying to still go out and, and, and play your best because you still have, you still want to make a jump the next year, you know? And it was definitely, it was definitely a really cool year as well. And definitely another, another year that gave me a step up in my, in my athletic, um, in my technical abilities to adapt. Yeah. I had the same thought kind of when I went after the first year, I was like, I don't remember in college soccer ever having to be able to keep the ball like this as a center back. Mm -hmm. When did this yeah. become like, and then the thing. I don't yeah. even know over there. It's just crazy how much more you're asked to do with the ball at your feet. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, like, I feel like it's adapted me so much to where I feel like I, I need the ball now before I never really needed it. It's like, give the ball, okay, give it to the center mid. Now I want the ball all the time, no matter what the situation is. I always really want the ball. And it's just like, obviously the game has changed so much since we've been in college. And it's, it's, it's just like, that's the new game. You need to be good with the ball center back. Doesn't matter where you are. Goalkeepers. It doesn't matter. It's 100%. important. Yeah. hundred percent. So then you have two years in Finland. Um, what made you decide not another year in Finland. What made you decide Norway's the place to go? Um, so obviously, uh, Norway's a, a step up again from from Finland. Um, I, went, I remember coming back home. Was obviously out of contract. Um, usually, I would always come back home in December, or November for the holidays down here, and then fly back in January when preseason started up over there again. Um, and my agent just called me and said, "Listen, we have a team in Norway." Um, they're very, very interested, but they want you to go over there for like a trial just to see you. They said it's pretty Wait, much also done. In a, in a uh, side off is Scandinavian countries love the trial. They love it. They, they, they love don't it. love the signing on CV. <laughs> no, ever. right? They could have easily just, they could easily, because I think two days into it, they signed, I signed, but like, I guess they just wanted to see that I was like, I guess it's their physical kind of thing that they can, they don't have to run you through tests. They can just see you, I guess, moving and stuff like that. So I wound up signing with, um, with IK Start um, in the top league in Norway for two years. And um, that was awesome too. That was, that was another step up, another time I had to grind and, and get better. My technical ability had to get much better because the game was faster, more sharp, more tactical than, than Finland. And um, it just took another, some, some time to adapt as well. So how, how in that, just briefly, how did you find you improve the most in those skills just by being in training or was it something you were like actively doing to make that difference? Both. I would say um, I definitely took training more and more seriously um, every day. I would go, I lived probably 10, 15 minute walk from the stadium. So on days off, I, we, we, me and some of the guys would go in and, and do extra training. Um, a lot of technical stuff um just by by myself sometimes um even hitting the ball off a wall setting up little goals you know passing the ball off like a a bouncing thing get it back and then go and, and pass it just like stuff like that um but it was just it was just something I really focused on in training that every day I had I wanted maybe I set a goal for myself like okay you know I'm gonna play with my left foot all, all, all training or I'm gonna do this all training because that's something when you set those little goals in training it's something that you can you know, aim for that training and, and that, that helped wow. me a lot. 
Yeah, so you have you have two years in there. Obviously, you excel, play a lot of games, continue to improve yourself as a player. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, what's your thoughts when that that two years in Norway runs out? What are you thinking? Yeah, so I mean, I felt like that was probably the most stressful because, uh, because I obviously I want to make another jump, and you know, it just was not many things were going on at the time for me. Um, I felt like I played well, but obviously I'm a foreign player at the time. And I, you know, you need to be, the thing about going overseas is you need to, if you're a foreigner, you have to kind of be good and lucky, you know, you need to have, be in a system where, okay, we can take in another foreign player and, and you need to be good, you know, to get to that situation. But absolutely, for me, it was, it was, it was overall, it was a very, very good experience. And I definitely, definitely felt like my game adapted and, and got much better. And, it was like, where's that next jump, you know, or do I want to come back to MLS if that's even a possibility? Cause I always thought that, okay, I'm going to go overseas and I'm gonna come back to MLS. Like that's always what I kind of wanted to do. And um, yeah. So I remember coming home and just being super stressed out about what I wanted to do, where I was going to go. And which how terrible is it when you're out of contract going home? It is, <laughs> they, it, oh, it is it does, like, I feel like some people think that, Oh, they're professional athletes, so so they make a lot of money, so it's okay, you know. Like, you're not making that much money over in those countries, you know. Mm -hmm. And you are always looking for that next opportunity. And even I remember I barely took any days off. When I would come home, I would be like back on the ground, like, okay, do I have to maybe go for trial and whenever? So I need to be ready to go. So I'll I'd come back pretty much train almost every single day, maybe weekends off, and and just be do the things that I can control. That I, that I can, you know, because I can't control what's going to happen, who's going to call me, who's going to pick up the phone. So I had to be ready just at any time. Yeah, and that's the truth when you're out of contract. Literally, you get a call. Yeah. Hey, can you be in this country in four days? Yeah, literally, that's it. And you you got pick up and go. You you know, I, I've, me and my, my now wife, um, you know, we've been together for over 10 years. So it was always so difficult to just, just leave her and go, you know. It was always so difficult because and it happened so quickly that you just got, but you always got to be ready. So mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah. what I made sure I was. 100%. Yeah. So after, after that, you're in the off season, you're waiting, what's next? You're thinking mm -hmm. maybe MLS, I go back, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, how do you get another checklist off of the Scandinavian Nordic countries? <laughs> I'm making my way around. Um, it was, I remember I got a call from a team in Iceland as well, top league in Iceland and, and, and I, I just felt like that wasn't the right move for me. I felt like that was maybe a step back in the, in the direction that I wanted to go. And also I had a call from um, this team in, in, um, in Sweden called Dalkard. And they were just, I, I, had to, I did a little research of them because I didn't really know much about them. They were in Superettan, which is not the top league, but the league underneath. And they're like the first team in, I think all in the history of soccer to like jump they've like got promoted 10 years in a row or something like that. Started division 10 and literally got promoted to, to super which was 10 years in a row. And obviously their goal was to get to Alspenskan, which was the next one. Um, and I just felt like being part of that team, playing, playing pretty much every game and being a bigger role on that team was better than going to Iceland. And, you know, they probably played champions league cause it was, it was FH was one of the best teams in Finland. They play champions league, but um, I just felt like, that was that was more of the pathway for me. So I signed with Dalkard uh, for two years and went out to went out to Sweden. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, in a sense, maybe it's a step back going to the second tier, but that mm. another step there, looking for a promotion and 
you get the promotion. Exactly. Sweden's a much bigger than in Alvenskan. Uh, so that that year, obviously, then you're you're starting, you're playing a lot. Um, you guys make it, you get promoted. Uh, I can't imagine that feeling going there. That's got to be one of the best memories in your uh, soccer career. For sure. Um, they they stressed big time that they were trying to get promoted. I think that past year they finished maybe fourth or fifth and didn't get that promotion. So they stressed big time that that's, that was their goal at the end of the year, obviously. Um, so I felt like I wanted to be part of that. Um, and yeah. I feel like some Americans will never be able to experience playing in a team that can get promoted, you know, a lot of play. I mean, obviously it's a great feeling to, to win MLS cup, but that feeling where every game matters and you're literally fighting for that promotion is like so rewarding, just like every single game being turned on, you know, when sometimes you're not in the playoffs, you can turn off a bit, but in, in Norway, when I, when we were playing out, we were fighting not to get relegated. So every single game towards the end were, was very crucial in that sense. But um, Which that's another way that Americans need to experience the stress of every day oh, doing the math on what points could happen you, to keep need, the relegation I know. battle. It's so. it's so hard to – for. I remember our coaches like, don't think about it. You know, just go out and play, just go out and play, just go out and play. But you're thinking about it. You're like, obviously, I don't, we don't want to get relegated. Um, so I remember doing that, and, and that was – but fighting for rele, off relegation was, was probably one of the best – memories I had until we got promoted with Dalkard and we wound up um, going to Alsvenskan, which is probably, I would say, one of the best leagues in, in, in Scandinavia. And um, yeah, it was, it was honestly, it was a crazy experience. Now, when you get to the top league um, in Sweden, obviously, great, you're, you keep moving up every year, but mm -hmm. the um, difference in abilities of the players the team tactics all of that mm -hmm. is such a massive step up from that first year in Finland for sure yeah. um at that point is it are you continuing to keep up with it at all or is it have you had any um like setbacks I would say in the process of going up and climbing with those higher teams you know what I mean yeah for sure I mean you, you every year you're going into like a you're going into the year thinking I want to play every game I want to start every game but that's never the fact. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, if you're like the Cristiano Ronaldo's or the Messi's of the world, you never have that kind of adversity. But I feel like for the average player, you face so much adversity in the fact that you will, you'll start this game, you'll have a bad training or something, and then you won't start the next game. I remember um, in Norway, um, I started like the first five, six games of the year, and then I had a bet, and then I was bad in training. And our coach said, "Okay, boom, you're not you're not playing this next game, you know." And you just got to be like, you, obviously, you're pissed off, and then you're just like, "How do I come back? How do I overcome this adversity to to be able to play every game, you know?" And and, and realistically, I didn't start every game in in Sweden. I didn't start every game, uh, but you know, even when we got promoted to Elfenskan, we signed a new coach, and um, I felt he wasn't super keen on me, you know? So you're trying to change that perspective of the coach to be able to play every game. And I started the first game of our first year in Nelsvenskan against AIK in uh, Stockholm, which was, which was a great memory as well. Um, they play at Friends Arena, which is a really, really big stadium. It was packed um, and it was their first year in Nelsvenskan. Um, so I remember that it was great. And I got taken off at halftime and I didn't even play bad. We were down one nil at halftime, I think. And I didn't even play bad. And, and he decided to sub me out. And it's like, 
sometimes it's just so gut-wrenching because you you deserve to be out there you want to be out there you work so hard for the opportunities and sometimes just maybe a tactical switch is it sometimes costs you you know and and yeah it's just overcoming that adversity and then some some of the games i wasn't in the 18 in sweden in in in, in the elsvenskan and then some of the games i was starting some games i come off the bench it's just like how to be mentally tough in those situations and just focus on yourself and getting better every day and just being ready when the opportunity comes. Yeah, hopefully it's like when you're not in the 18, it's when it's a terrible travel away game or something. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you're just like, and, and, and the worst part about it is the only time you'll get a chance to come back in is if something if someone makes a mistake, you lose a game and you're never rooting for your team to lose, you know? Right. Maybe they, maybe they win 5-4 or something, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, but, um, yeah, no, nah, you just, you're, you're never rooting for your team to lose. Obviously you have such good friends on the team and, and you're part of that team and you want to be, you want to be part of that team. You want to win games. You want to be part of a, a winning team. So, um, yeah, you just got to wait for your opportunity and, and you do that by training good every day. You know, you're just ready. You like, think about like, okay, I, I didn't play all year, but, um, you're literally training your position every single day. So you should be ready for when your number is called to be able to jump in that position, to, to be able to jump in that opportunity. You've been training your whole life to, for, for these kind of little moments where, boom, your number is called. Okay, I got to go and I got to play well. So I just think that that is so important in the mental aspect of the game where a lot of people maybe don't see those those things for, you know, athletes like us. But Yeah, it's, and it's then you see, you see the opposite of the player who doesn't stay ready then finally gets their moment and yeah. just total butcher it. And then they're exactly. back on the bench again. Exactly. And you never want to be, and you don't want to be that. You always got to be ready. So, so that important. season, that season ends your second year in Sweden. Um, yep. You had mentioned before your, your contract or when your contract ended in Norway, you're thinking maybe back to the U S at mm -hmm. this point, you do end up coming back to MLS. How does that um, come to fruition? What was the decision to finally leave uh, Europe and come back? Yeah, um, so it was something obviously, like I said, I always wanted to do. And I remember after the season, I was still um, hanging out with some of the guys on the team. I think I was getting ready to leave within the next couple of days. And um, I had a missed call on my phone. And I remember looking at it and it said, um, it was on WhatsApp and it said um, NYCFC. And I was, like, I was like, this is weird. Like, um, how is it? Like, you know, so I remember calling them back and it was uh, one of the scouts for New York City FC who is like a Scandinavian guy who, um, you know, the scouts scouting for them and said they were really interested. So like going back to um, going back home after my year, I was just like, I'm from Jersey. I was like, okay, this is probably, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity. This is something I definitely wanted to do, you know? And I just came my mind more and more. I was like, okay, like, you know, it'll be nice to be home, play in MLS. Um, obviously I've always wanted to do that. And so that, so NYCFC and my agents were, were in talk for, maybe two or three weeks they were trying to figure out you know like all that stuff and I remember when NYCFC went to um because in MLS you have to discover players so if you had never played in MLS um a team can discover you like write you on their list and discover you and they have your rights to give you a contract before another team so um wound up being that uh, NYCFC was going to discover me and uh I was already discovered by Orlando City so, so I couldn't negotiate anything with New York City until I was negotiating, done negotiating with Orlando City. And um, James O'Connor was a coach down here. Um, and I just loved everything he was saying at the time and, and, and what he had envisioned for me. And um, 
for me, that was just like, okay, I'm going to go live in Orlando, Florida. Nice to get out of the frigging cold. That was so cold every, every year to get to the to warm uh, Florida sun. So that's kind of how it came about. And how ironic that a team that you trained with years before in the USL now come back calling for you in the MLS. It's crazy. I know that was crazy. And it's so funny because James O'Connor played for Orlando City when I was down there on trial with them. So, oh, wow. so, so it, was, it was pretty full circle, which is pretty funny. So that was, now that, yeah, that was awesome. That's kind of the full cir- circle story in that sense of you go from being drafted, your MLS mm-hmm. chance doesn't work out. You go down to lower, lower division in Finland, yeah. and then somehow you climb the ladder all the way in Europe to get top flight and then get the opportunity back in the MLS after mm-hmm. all those years. What is that um, experience of finally getting the MLS contract that you had essentially, in a way, worked so many years to get? Yeah. Um, it's just the best, you know, I just felt like I had something to prove. I remember when I didn't sign that contract with New England, I – emailed Jay Heaps and I said, um, thank you for the opportunity, but don't worry, I'm going to be back. And he's, and I remember him saying that, that I have no, um, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to be back. And like, I just felt like that was such like a, um, that I could do it. I just had to work my way to get there, you know, and it was, and it's not easy. And obviously MLS has just improved, 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 improved every single year. So for that to come into fruition was just like, like the ultimate kind of like payback for not for that first contract not getting signed so that was awesome yeah and uh then you get orlando city facilities everything beautiful they do everything very professional in those senses um what's your experience playing in the sunshine state um yeah it was it was it was was great i remember when i first got down there you know i felt like i was like okay i'm ready you know this is this is this is an, another great opportunity um everything was so professional organized i didn't have to really worry about anything coming down here um i've heard so much about orlando their fans and and everything down there they they just built that new stadium been there for maybe i think 2012 or something like that 2015 so uh, yeah that was awesome and i just felt i just felt so so ready and to take on the year. I remember working so hard at home every day to, to be ready for the kind of this, this kind of moment. And, um, you know, I came into, pre- I came into preseason really ready to go. And, and it's probably uh, the hardest preseason I've ever been. Yeah. Here, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah James, just, James takes, he isn't, it was honestly, he's just like old school, um, English, you know, so like he would, he would run, he was, he was getting into us mentally. I think that was his biggest thing is he wanted to mentally challenge us and you had to show up. If you didn't meet that challenge, he would kill you. He wasn't afraid to. So for me, that it was definitely the hardest preseason I've ever been through. But you made it through. <laughs> made it through. Made it through. What's your, uh, what's your favorite memory from your time at Orlando city? Um, Probably my first game against New York. We've actually played my first game against New York City. Um, and just my family being able to come down and watch me play. Um, my dad is my dad and mom have come overseas a couple of times to watch me play, but uh, from my brother and, you know, his girlfriend to come down and, and everybody watch me play in Orlando uh, in front of a, pa- a full stadium of probably 38,000 or some, some odd like that. It was, it was definitely my favorite memory so far. Have you gotten that? Did you ever get the chance to play against New England? Um, I did not, unfortunately. Oh, actually, well, I came on as a sub, but I never okay. started against them. Yeah. Throw the two-footer uh, tackle. <laughs> oh, easily, easily. 
but it's 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 funny because you know you get drafted with some of the guys and you know Andrew Farrell still there, Scotty Caldwell still there, a couple of the other guys who I was there with when I was training with them are still there. So it was good to see them and just how well they've done in the league for the for the last eight years. It's impressive to be in the league for that long. It's it's hard. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And now, what are you for your future? Do you know yet? What is what is next for you, or just trying to figure that out? Yeah, at the moment, um, just trying to figure it out, taking some time off, um, spending some time with the family. Obviously, I have it. Well, it's not obvious, but I have a new, I have a newborn who's ten months old now. Congratulations! So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a blessing. Spend some time with him, um, and just, and then I'm gonna start training in a couple, in a couple of days. Start, start getting ready for for whatever's to come. But I'm ready for whatever. I'm, I'm excited to be to stay in the states and, uh, you know, find something. I think something will come. Now, side note, just out of curiosity, having a a child, how does that change your perspective on, or does it change your perspective at all, or the frustration after games, that type of thing? Um, honestly, win, lose, draw, going home and and holding him is is the best feeling. You'll like, you know, he's happy no matter what, you know. So you don't even think about it when you have him in your arms. Um, now. It's, when I'm not under contract, it's a little bit more stressful because you know you have to provide for him and you know you, you have to be there. So that's probably the most stressful part about this this time. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine because I think back, you know, being in Europe, you lose a game and when you don't have family with you, you're going back oh. to an apartment by yourself. By yourself, sitting, yeah. And it's the worst feeling in the world. It literally right? is the worst. Literally the worst. <laughs> so I can imagine going home to a smiling baby is much better in that Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Nothing else matters but him. So it's 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 great. Um, so last question I have is just looking back, if you could go back to uh, 15 year old you um, playing club, traveling soccer, having fun, you know, sophomore year of high school, whatever, what would be the biggest piece of advice now at your age, specifically with soccer that you would give yourself? I would say a couple of things. Number one, listen to your coaches because they are only trying to help you. Um, Number two is just is just really train retrain hard every single training you you train how you you play how you train you know and I've I've come to learn that um, if things aren't going your way you still got to work hard in training you know you can't be that guy who's gonna be you know depressed like walking around the field you you know you go out there everybody's watching coaches are watching players are watching and you don't want to let them down and they take everything into consideration so definitely just you know take training super serious hard and challenge yourself. I think, you know, maybe this this training, you know, let's play everything on my left foot. Let me challenge my left foot, you know, because now and now, like I said before, you need the ball in, in these days, center back goalie doesn't matter. So you need to be good in tight situations and you could be good with both feet. So you could set little goals for yourself along the way, but definitely training hard. All righty. I like that. As a coach, I really like that advice. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I also like, listen to your coach. <laughs> yeah, right. That's but, true. you know, I mean, when you're 15, you know more than the coaches. Come on. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, all right, man. I appreciate you sharing your story again. I think it's um, a great story because it's not just a continual just, oh, I just went up the ladder the easy way, made it yeah. after college right to MLS, and then just have been chilling there. I love the, mm. the grind aspect. I love the going to Europe, having to fight your way up the ranks and getting promotions, getting success, and then finally making it back full circle back into the MLS. So thank you a lot for sharing your story. No problem. It was, it was a pleasure. It's, it's always nice. I hope it uh, motivates one of these younger guys to uh, 
to go out, train hard, and you know, pursue their dream. Absolutely. All right, man. Take care. I'm excited to see what's next for you in the soccer world. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Bye. See you, mate.